This is Two Blokes Talking Electric Cars with Stephen Fennec and Trevor Long, the EV podcast. That's us, Trevor Long, Stephen Fennec, talking electric vehicles, something we've been wanting to do for a long time, something we have actually been doing. We have been. I've been driving an electric car, and so have you, for years. Yeah. I'm up to my sixth year driving EVs. Really? Yeah, as an owner. Oh, not well, just, not just like, and probably more as a as a driver of yes. a, for media cars yeah, as well. well I, I'm I'm only a few months into being an owner yep. because it took me a while to really decide that it was the right thing. And I and we'll talk about that journey. I, I, I just didn't think it was the right time, yeah. and the right cars hadn't made themselves available to be honest. But I mean, I was one of the first people to drive the Model S in Australia and oh. have been driving cars. So what year was that? Twenty seventeen. I feel like it was twenty seventeen. Yeah, seventeen. Because something I'm, about September rings a bell to me. Yeah, um, I, I remember driving it. I think it was probably sooner than that. You know, I thought I drove it around the same time, and then thinking, and then in May twenty eighteen is when I actually bought it. Right, must, went, it must be then. I think it was earlier than that. You know how I can check because I remember still the headline. Yeah. that I wrote when I reviewed it, which was something along the lines of um, rethink. Here we go. Oh, my oh my goodness. It was 2014. What? I said <laughs> it was, it was an early, years model, ago. early Model S. It was 10 years wow. ago. Wow. December 12th, yeah. 2014, Tesla Model S review. Rethink everything about yeah, cars and well, driving. There you have it. So now, yeah. you know, nine years and a bit later, yeah. we here we are talking about cars that you know are selling still in smallish numbers you know yeah. in in percentage terms you know six to eight percent of cars sold but growing you know almost steadily, doubling steadily. year on year yeah. so this will be a double figure percentage year for electric cars and the big thing that that contributes to that is just the simple choice the range of cars that are available yeah. and i think that will become evident over the course of this podcast because what we're going to try and do is we're going to try and and essentially talk about a different car every week. Yep. Now, that's that's a challenge because there's a lot on the market, but what Steve and I are going to do is we're going to drive two cars a week. Yep. We are literally going to share that's the, our commitment share the to load you. and drive a couple of different yeah. cars every week so that we can talk a little bit in detail about a, a particular car. Now, yep. personally, Stephen, and we haven't discussed this, but I don't plan to be trying to combat you know, car advice and car expert and drive. Yeah. I'm here to talk about it as an average person. How a customer would an approach owner, it. An yeah. owner, the 10 minute test drive kind of thing. You know, yes. if if I think it's the kind of car that you should go and drive, I'll tell you. I think the, the I don't think we could have done this podcast any sooner. I think this That's is the right point. time to, to, to start this podcast because there is now, it's a realistic choice now for drivers. That's right. Like a few years ago, I was an early adopter. Yes. For me to jump into a Tesla, Spot on. I was an early adopter, which... But, but for me has, now, yeah. buying an electric car doesn't feel at all no. like it's it's even people are batting a lighter. It's it's really just a question now. People say, is it an EV? Yeah. Is it a full EV? And and that's the other part of this too. We will drive cars that are not full EV. They might be plug-in hybrid, hybrid yeah. um, because there are some really great plug-in models which give you... The EV experience of, you know, 60, 50, 60, 70 kilometres range in the electric battery, which is more than enough for mo- most people every single day, but give you that option of a longer um, longer drive yeah. on petrol. So that's also a part of this for, for me, and we'll get to those. But I think, let's be clear, it will be a, a stronger focus on the full electric vehicle. And I think broadly our plan is to unpack this from a, you know, I'm a, I'm a, 
willing to buy an electric vehicle, help me understand it, boys. You know, yeah. that's what we want to do. I th- for well, people. that's who. That's who. This I think we, we, this podcast is for people who maybe have just bought an electric car and yep. want some advice and how to you know to keep maintain it and to make it run as best as possible. Yep. But also, the majority would also be those who are. Not quite tire kickers, but people who are seriously considering yeah. making the jump, and and this and and the advice we're going to share and the news and everything is really going to help you maybe make that purchase decision. Hmm. And so I think that if if you're in that boat, then you've, you're listening to the right podcast because we've, as Trevor said, we've been driving a few, we've been driving them for a while, and I think now there is so much choice as well and. A few years ago, when I first got my first EV, the EV was considered a luxury car yeah, back then. 100%. Now now it's more an affordable, like you can get a car for under $38,000 now, or yeah. even cheaper. Now, I understand. now let's be clear. I, I still think, and I'll continue to say this until it changes, I still think it's too much. I still think the gap between petrol and, uh, and electric is too wide. And we'll get to some of the reasons for that in this very episode. But the other thing we want to talk about, it's not just about what you and I think. We actually, and you know, early adopters of this podcast might be able to chime in. We actually want to hear from owners of electric vehicles. We will get yeah. you on the phone and we'll have a conversation with you because I think hearing, and I've had this a few times with EFTM on the EFTM podcast, someone who owned an EV and lived somewhere like in regional areas talks about their experience and stuff. It yeah. is eye-opening. It's different, you know? isn't it? You, you can have the same EV but you live in the country. I live mm. in the city. It's a totally different experience. You live where you um, can charge in your driveway. Someone else charges yeah. on the street and Someone therefore... Someone lives in an apartment or something. Yes, yeah. and therefore doesn't use home charging because there is so much variability around it. So if you are an EV owner, uh, we, we haven't set up a, a specific channel for it, but both techguide.com.au and eftm.com have the ability for you to reach out to us. Yes. So if you get in touch with Stephen via techguide.com.au or me via eftm.com, we can absolutely look at maybe getting you on the show in the in the weeks ahead and so that we can just spend five minutes, five, ten minutes max, yep. just talking to you about your car, your choice, and your experience. And we really want the the no holds barred. We don't yeah. wanna I don't want a evangelist, you know, be no. an evangelist for electric cars because there's negatives. Yeah, we want to be real. It's it's the real consideration, and yeah, every, everything. When we review our tech products, we talk about the things we didn't like. Yeah, and and EVs are no different. Yeah, uh, I'm sure that you could talk about a couple of things in the Cupra you might improve. Absolutely, yeah. Me and my vehicle, maybe as well. There, there's all things we love and don't like about our cars. Yeah, and we've got a great lineup of cars to drive from. Kia to Tesla to BYD to Mercedes, we've we've got yeah, them all. Ford, we'll, we Marley. will drive by the end of the year. <laughs> we'll have driven more electric <laughs> cars than pretty much anyone else in the country because a lot of other um, a motoring journals specifically, um, they they work for publications where there's five or six of them, and so then you never actually get to drive all of them. So yeah. we are, and that's one of the reasons where we're sharing the cars is so that we can actually get through more cars them, quickly, yeah. discuss them together, and, uh, and get to a different point uh, as we get through. Yes, so, welcome to the two blokes talking electric cars. Is that the official name? Electric vehicles, electric cars, electric cars, electric cars. Electric cars. Well, it's going to take me a while. Yeah, it's a new sure. thing. This... I thought you were going to say talking tech before, but no, that's okay. No, no, <laughs> I, I didn't. Didn't stop on that. If you're listening uh, as a long-term listener of Two Blokes Talking Tech, you'll get this show every Monday, uh, every Monday night. And if yep. you're listening, uh, if you've subscribed specifically to this show, welcome. Thank you for joining us, and uh, we'll be just finding our feet for the first few weeks before we yeah. go headlong in, and we'll we'll do a video version of the show uh, as the show kicks on through February and onwards. But uh, that's the plan, Stephen. Yep. Let's kick on with this week's uh, electric vehicle podcast.
Now, we, we want to cover a little bit of kind of what's happening out there. And yep. I don't want to actually date too many of the shows because I really want these to be a bit evergreen. But there is some things that are happening in the market and I think they're worth talking about. Let's talk firstly about um, the cost of charging. Now, I've had multiple of these emails over yeah. the years and it it concerns me a bit. So let me let me read the email I got while we were away earlier this month uh, at the start of January. Um, it was from EV. EV networks, EVIE, that's the that's one of the charging networks and there are many of them. If yep. you've got an EV, you've probably got an, an app folder full of app icons. Well, that's another topic <laughs> for a show in the future, the the apps that can help you get, the, that's right. get a charge, find the charge. Write that one down, Stephen. Yeah, definitely. So the, the email goes, as a valued EV customer, we want to keep you in the loop about an upcoming change. And I knew it wasn't going to be a good one from that yeah, point. Yeah. From Thursday the 18th of January, We'll be adjusting the pricing for our charging network. The decision is driven by our commitment to investing in a top-notch, reliable and expansive charging network across the country. Funnily enough, I nearly read that as expensive. <laughs> so the price changes are this. Effective pretty much now as you're listening. 22 kilowatt charging goes from 35 cents per kilowatt to 50. That's a, that's the biggest jump of the lot. It's a very big yeah. jump. And that's the slowest charge. That's too. the slowest way to yeah, charge. Yeah. Now... We can unpack why that might be. 50 kilowatt fast charging goes from 50 cents to 58 cents. Yep. 150 kilowatt super fast goes from 60 to 68 cents per kilowatt. And 350 kilowatt ultra fast chargers go to 73 cents from 65. Now, yeah. that's they're big that's increases, decent mate. jumps, yeah. Like that, if, that, if, that, if the petrol the... prices jump by that amount, it'd yeah. be... It'd be in the news. The first one's the surprise. It goes from a 15 cent increase. Yeah. And I think the, because let, let's just unpack this a little bit. The slower, the lower that number, mm-hmm. the longer it's going to take to charge your car. That, the just kilowatt charge. Let's yep. keep it real simple. So if you're parked at the 22 kilowatt charger, you're going to be there a while. Yeah. And so per kilowatt, I guess, you're going to be there a long time. You're occupying that space for a long time. Do you think that's what's behind it? I, I 100% think that's building what's behind in the, They're building in the it's time. It's like a time. You're it's renting like that space. Yeah, you know yeah. when you're in a taxi, yes. you drive 10 kilometres, but you stopped at a light for 25 minutes? They charge you for those 25 Even minutes. Even though you're not moving. Yes. So in this instance, absolutely, I think that's why. And then as you move up, of course, the, the 50, 150, 350, yeah, so what's the biggest? There's eight cent jumps, another eight cent jump. They're all eight cent jumps, the, yeah. the, the top three. But 15 cents but for that lowest charge. eight cents out of 50, yeah. 50 to 58. Yeah. That's it's, probably your best value, 50 kilowatts. It's only it's, 58. But it's yeah. it's a big jump Yeah, overall. Eight cents. Eight cents. In, mm. that's, per kilowatt. And let's let's have a look at… Well, Evie, uh, talk about this. They yeah. say with the updated pricing, a typical charging session, yeah. which is, they say, 25 kilowatts of energy delivered. So let's ah, say that's typical. that's typical. They don't say average, right? But they say typical. Typical is a, is approximately two dollars more. Bucks. Yeah. So two, two bucks is two bucks, though, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and look, I think a motivation for people to drive an EV is they're just tired of paying massive prices for petrol. Yeah. Like that. That's that's the selling point for EV car manufacturers is that look at all the money. Like I know if you price up a Tesla, mm. it tells you. In, in the three-year lease period or whatever, you're going to save this much on fuel. Yeah. It tells you that up front. Mm. So that's a selling point. Now, uh, it's funny when whenever like I, I charge my car wherever I happen to be charging, and if people see me plug it in and walk away, and they go, oh, so they, they're curious, though. So what is that free? I went, oh, I wish. Yeah. And I tell them it, if there's a cost per kilowatt. It's, a, it's like I say, you know how you pay per litre petrol? Mm. I pay per kilowatt 
for a kilowatt hour for my charge. Yeah. So that's how it works. Yeah. Uh, so my concern here is these price rises are happening a little too often for my liking. Now, I get these emails a lot because I've got so many different charging networks, but yeah. I think ChargeFox has had a couple of price rises in the last year. If you look across all the different networks, it's just it's it's angling its way up and up, which yeah. actually takes away from that value proposition. Now, I get that the Tesla is a, it's a whole other world because yeah. a lot of people, you get a certain amount of charging, da 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 but the net, just let's just talk about it from a petrol station to charging network equivalency. As a as an owner of a non-Tesla driving to my mum's, which is a five and five hundred and something kilometre drive, I stop at a at a uh, at a charging station, and I'm expecting the cost to be a certain amount because that's how much it always is. Yeah. But it goes up by like 15 percent, and then I I choose another option like Tesla, and it's like eighty three cents. It's yeah. Mate, this stuff is starting to add up. Yeah. Honestly, if you're not charging at home on solar, yeah. There's a point where EVs are not becoming that big cost saving. And the problem with that, Stephen, is that big cost disparity between a petrol and electric equivalent car, yeah. let's call it $15,000. That's the big, that's the broad difference in that choice. Yeah. You're not going to make that money if back. If you're not making that back. Yeah, exactly right. But you've got to remember too, these emails, and I received the same email, are for current drivers. Yeah. So if you're thinking of getting an EV, you're not hearing this information no. straight away. So you're sort of coming into that later. Uh, you'll discover as well that different charging networks charge at different, different kilowatt price. hour rates yeah, as well. Right. Like Tesla, you mentioned, and they have no their own big, rate. There's no big signs up on the highway that no. tell you what everyone's charging. Exactly right. It's not like your petrol station, oh, it's expensive. You or can drive past yeah, one yeah. or the other. It's you, you, but the, And the thing with an EV charger is more often than not, you need it where you are. You've got to charge there. You can't just say, oh, you know what, let's drive another 100K. <laughs> often you can't say, well, let's see what they got up the road. Yeah. That, that's the choice you have to make. But yeah. Uh, it, it is no. I, th I think that, as you mentioned, the pr the the price difference between an EV and a petrol car. If you're doing the math, think righto. If it's going to cost me this much to charge it, then I'm not going to make back this money. It's going to yeah. be it's going to be the same if I stick with a petrol car. Yeah. Anyway, so that's something to follow, folks, and something to keep an eye on, and it's something that that allows you to really be cautious with how you're charging your car. I personally. You know, and a charge at home kind of guy, and, yes. a, and I know exactly how much that costs to go from zero to a hundred. Cost me twenty dollars to charge my car. And I think we need to discuss too the fact that, and and this will be a subject of a future show, is that if you are considering what you need to consider, where you need to know where you're going to charge it. Can mm. you charge at home? Can you charge at work? Can you charge at a shopping centre nearby? These are these are things you need to think about. Obviously, charging at home is probably the best option for most people. And I think there's a I don't know the exact figure, but it's something like ninety percent of EV drivers charge in their driveway That's most right. of the time, unless they're yep. on a road trip. Yeah. So me personally, I do that. I charge at home, and then whenever I need to recharge, it's in the driveway for a few hours, and yep. then I'm very rarely using other people's electricity because I've got the solar set up, the battery yep. at home. The most the most economical way for me to charge is in my own driveway. Absolutely. But other people, uh, they, if they're maybe out and about, they need uh, they're on a journey. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, and that's what we can unpack over the weeks, many, many weeks ahead, is exactly how you make those decisions when you buy a car. Now, the other pricing news that came out a little while ago, which I found fascinating, was quite the opposite. Yes. It was a price reduction. Price drop. Yeah. For so. Ford Mark E electric cars. This yeah. is, and by the way, this is before they even delivered their first one. 
Yeah. So they, that, what does that say to you, that the, the demand is not probably where it is, that where they hoped it would be? Or? Know, a press release paints a rosy picture of a price drop, but, yeah. you know, you don't drop a price if you're selling in big numbers, right? Yeah. So to me, it says there wasn't the demand they thought at that price point. Now, when I saw the Mark E, and we will review this car in the future, and I've driven one, but when we get to it in the in the months ahead, it's a fascinating car. When I saw this announced at the uh, Formula 1 Grand Prix at the start of last year, I kind of hoped and speculated the pricing would be bolt on par with the Model Y because yeah. that's that's the number one selling car. Why yes. would it's a similar vehicle? Why wouldn't you? You know, but there. But you know, was they, it though? No, it was. The, it was. It was no, a but premium. No, no, but I mean, was it supposed to be co- like comparable? To In that? America, it was really. Yeah. It, to me, it appeared, pricing wise, it was sold to me as a bit more premium than that. And that's look. Here's we long term listeners of Trevor Long and Stephen Finnick will know that we have long established views around when you're trying to be a competitor to a yep. big brand like an Apple model. iPad. Yep. If you're trying to beat them, you really can't price yourself the same as them. Yes. Now, it, the, I believe personally, Ford Mustang Marquee better car than a Tesla. Right. That's my personal opinion. Okay. But every car is a subjective decision. There's no yeah. way we can tell you what car is best for you without sure. you know literally talking you through every bit of it but they reduced these prices by one of them was by seven thousand dollars now that's the select model which went from being 79.990 to 72.990 that's an awesome price drop for someone who hasn't delivered their been sold their car yet and the biggest the 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 most expensive model the gt went from 107.6 down to 104.9 so still two and a half thousand dollar saving what was the cheapest one from 70, seventy nine down to seventy two nine ninety. So that's in that's well in model three territory, isn't it? It's, it's right in it's the heart still, of model it's three territory. Bit, a bit, bit more expensive. Wow. But but so uh, it certainly brought it into a line. To me, Ford have done this to move the needle a bit. Yeah. They, they I think maybe sales might have stagnated a little bit. Or pre orders pre-orders, yeah. have stagnated a touch. They needed to uh, kick start a thing or two yeah. here. Yeah. And and what's the biggest drop? Seven thousand. Seven thousand bucks. That's solid. Imagine solid. I mean, and but here's the thing, and again, this this creates the new market. This yeah. is the new economy because we're now dealing with EV pro, a charging pricing we just talked about. Car prices do change as well. We've seen that with yeah. Tesla up and Tesla, down over yeah, the years. They've chopped prices right? often, yeah. So it is it's really a fascinating mm-hmm new world because the model is different for everyone. Mercedes now sells, even though you're going to a dealership, you're buying it directly from Mercedes Australia. It's a whole new model with electric cars. Your ability to haggle pretty much doesn't exist anymore with with electric cars. Yeah, true. I've noticed that. And and the whole thing's all done online as well. Even Mercedes, when I bought mine, it was all online. Spot on. Let's let's find a car. And they looked at a website. Of all the people I'd love to hear from, the EV owners, I'd love to hear from a marquee driver yeah. or owner because I'd love to know the whole process. What was the decision around buying it? Did you compare it to the Model Y? And what did you think when you got the email saying, by the way, bring a smaller check? You know? <laughs> like that's a pretty yeah. good phone call to get from the dealer, I would have but thought. Do you feel that Tesla has become obviously Tesla first mover advantage here. Tesla's become kind of the the pro they set their prices around that 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 Mo's model. Do you reckon it seems to me everyone else you that mean other competitors yeah. like Ford, BYD, yeah. MMG, all I think these they do. brands. Mate, again, we can unpack in a future episode. I think yeah. the BYDs, while they're a great price, they could be cheaper. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Even cheaper they could absolutely. be. Absolutely. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And look, the only thing that's going to drive cheaper prices is more competition. Demand, yeah. But also demand too. Like, yeah. uh, And that's the other thing, which is, again, a subject for another show is how quickly can you get your car? Can they supply yeah. the vehicle? Like that was a problem, wasn't it? You order Spot a on. car, you might not get it for a year and a half. More to unpack in future episodes of Two Blokes Talking Electric Cars.
Well, I know one thing. Uh, when, whenever, whenever, when I started driving my Tesla back in ooh, 2018, and uh, whenever I stopped to charge or park. I get a lot of questions. People, yeah. really curious people who sort of, they were fascinated by the Tesla and the whole EV thing. Even now your car looks different. So people yeah. can spot an electric car they still. They can, yeah. And, and and what interests me though is that the questions people have. Right, what's the number the one common question? question? Most common question, how far can you go? I was just going to say, what's the range? Money, yeah. How far can you go? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I, I tell them exactly because isn't it funny how now we're dealing with EVs when back in the day, when you bought a petrol car, no one knows how. Who goes. cares how what the range is? Because because no. there's a petrol station on every corner, right? Yeah. So I found that really interesting that they all knowing how how much range there is. Yeah. Second question was, have you ever run out of battery? Right. And I said my response was, well, have you ever run out of petrol? And they go, no. I said, well, because I can see how much battery I've got left. Mm. My response is my, yes. <laughs> you have what? What car was that? It was a Hyundai Ionic. It yes. had, and this is fascinating, right? Because I feel like that was now three and a half, four years ago. Yeah. It was a Hyundai it was Ionic. It had, I'm going to say, 296 kilometers range. Yeah. Isn't that wild just to think about that for a moment? Because nowadays we're yeah. talking about 450, 500, 500 plus, 600, right? Yeah. So that is already a big leap ahead in yeah. technology. It had 296 k's range. We were driving a Bathurst, which was 294 k's away, and we right. didn't make it. So you were one k short. We ended up being 20K short because we didn't know. Again, it's on our list to talk about in the future episodes. When it's freezing cold, your car Uh, doesn't go as far. And also, if you're going uphill, there's factors. There's factors which we'll unpack in future episodes. So so have you ever broken down? Yes. Um, Um, My answer was no because I I get a lot of where do you charge? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. And I tell them at home. Or home, or where, where, the place where I'm actually where they've stopped me a lot of the time. Yeah. Oh, there was one place I stopped at Moore Park Supercenter. There was one Tesla charge there, mm. and I was probably the only Tesla driver in the area. And I'd plug in there, thinking, "Great, I've got a spot right out the front." And then people would often say, "Yeah," and they asked me, and that's a that was a free charger too. The, the old yeah. the destination charges. Mm. They say, "Do you pay for that?" I said, "No, I don't. It's a part of the deal." What's the most unusual question you get though? Um, they asked me how much the car was, which I think that's a bit forward, you know. Yeah. I'm not going to look it up online first. Yeah, yeah. But, I think, but that, that's probably the most unusual. The other most unusual is have I ever run out of power? Yeah. Which I think is a funny the one, question. The one I get a little bit now is why that car? Yeah, right. And, but again, I think that it's a funny thing because you could ask that of someone who buys yeah, a Hyundai i30 course, or a Toyota Corolla. Yeah. Like it doesn't yeah, really, it's, it's not it's really subjective. an EV specific yeah. car, it's a new car question. Yeah. So. Yeah, but there's a, there's a lot of curiosity, and that's building, and and these questions are now being answered in by more brands now. There's a yeah. lot, lot of choices now. Uh, so yeah, I, I just I really enjoy the fact that people are still fascinated by them, still yep. curious about it, yes. want to find out more information, and I'm happy to talk to them. I, I, I'm and look, very happy to chat about. One it. One of the reasons I believe this show is super important because I want people to be able to you know search and listen because you know to sit and listen for 30 minutes to something is is much easier than trawling through pages of misinformation and look yeah. the internet is now full of clickbait and and that kind of traffic and unfortunately EVs are an unbelievably good traffic driver if you're making hysterical stories yeah. about them right yeah. so there's only so much you can do about that so we want to that's why we want to talk about this this way and I think you know let's give another example of, of a kind of thing we want, we'll unpack. This is the kind of thing we'll unpack. And it's a fascinating one. It's about speed. Yeah. The faster you drive, how does that affect your range? So in a traditional car, so in our big family people mover, it'll do eight litres 
per hundred kilometers on the freeway. Like I'm driving a mum's cruising in that thing. It's like, yeah. pff, this is beautiful. Yeah. Around town, this thing's doing 14, 15 liters per hundred. So in a traditional car, the faster you drive broadly, the more efficient it is yes. because it's not doing less work. In a electric car, when you drive over 80 or 90 kilometers an hour, you start going the opposite way of efficiency. Yeah. So I remember this learning this first when I drove from Brisbane to Adelaide in the Tesla Model X. That's got to be five, six years ago now. Yeah. I don't remember. But yeah. we were like we had this big grand plan. And then it's like on the freeway, it's really chewing through battery yeah. because we're driving 110. I'm not going to drive slower. What are yeah, you talking about? So not. it's a fascinating thing that, in fact, it's the, it's the opposite. So if you feel like, and this is a really important learning because your car often, your electric car will give you an estimation. You charge it to 80 or 100%, it'll tell you yep. how many kilometers you can drive. Yeah. That is an estimation yes. based on normally your recent weeks or days of driving. Yeah. But if you then suddenly turn that on its head and start driving at 120 kilometers an hour on a freeway, th that range is going to be very different. Do you, in your car, do you, and I know you can choose, I know you can do this on the Tesla too, you can choose for the figure that's displayed above the battery to be kilometres or percentage? I see both. What do you prefer? Oh, you have both. I see yeah, both. Yeah, I see both now on mine, but on the Tesla, you could choose, choose one or the other. Oh, that's So you weird. see both on yours now. Always I, I do see two both. on mine also. Yeah, because yeah. I, and look, there's no doubt that when you're driving an electric car today, it may change in the many years ahead, there's a lot more thought involved. Yeah. Simple as that. And my, my kids are now involved in that thought. We leave my mum's and we go, we're at 100%. It projects 510 kilometres. It's only 460 kilometres to drive. Yeah. But as soon as you've driven, you know, 30 kilometres, you realise it it's, it's yeah. depleting, it right? Could be, it could be. It's a game. The, it could it's be like the, the new I spy for us. Yeah. It could be the elevation. could be the speed. 100%. There's a lot of factors at play there. Oh, yeah. The example yeah. I give you is driving to mum's. Yeah. I can't get there on a full charge. Uh. Driving back, I can't. Right. Because the okay. elevation is essentially go. down. Because it's downhill on the Correct. way home. <laughs> it doesn't feel downhill, but yeah. essentially I'm coming from a higher elevation to a lower one. So, yeah, wow. so that's a big part of it. But, you know, it's just a really fascinating thing for people to understand is there is a big difference between the way you think about an electric car and speed is just as big yeah. a factor as any, any other in that calculation. Absolutely. All right. Two blokes talking electric cars. feel like that one wanted to really get to the yes, climax. It, it was did. pretty it was full great. on. So, Stephen, I've packed the diary um, Have you ever? For, for the weeks ahead. There's a few yep. changes already coming, but I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll deal with those. Don't worry. But today, we have out the front of the studio two cars, uh, yep. two fully electric cars. And then it's actually a really good balance because we've got the Polestar 2, yep. um, the long range. It's the new model, so it's the 2024 model. The way you tell the difference is the grill. The grill, front yeah, grill the, is, the, is, is more kind of Same colour as the body, yeah. Um, and we've also got the largest electric car in Australia you can buy, which is the Kia EV9. Wow. Now, there's three models beast. of that. There's the Air, the Earth, and the GT line, which kind of goes up in, in model. Got to tell you, and Stephen hasn't. Stephen's going to drive it away from here. Yep. You, you're going to be blown away by the <laughs> punch that thing has off the really? line. It's a dual motor, 98 wow. kilowatt hour battery. It is So what, what are we talking? Punch. Zero to 100. Uh, my, my guess is it's a five and a half, six second okay, thing. But so it's, not, it's not for an SUV. Yeah, We're talking about a seven a big car. seat car. Yeah. Now it's about $100,000 okay. for that model. The, okay. the air, the mid, the, the, the yep. entry level, sorry, the air is just under 100. The earth that you'll be driving away from here is about 100, and then you can pay a bit more for the GT line. Wow. But the, this is the sweet spot, I think, in the, in the EV9 yep. range. And I think what's amazing about this car is, and I actually think you're going to love it yep. because you're, you're tall. 
you're, yeah. you're, you're a big person. So yep. I think getting in the EV9 will feel comfortable to you. Yeah, right. So, yeah, that's uh, that's yeah, the EV9. The, the Polestar 2, uh, again, an eye-catching car. Mm. I remember the first time I drove the Polestar was a couple of months before it actually came out. Yeah. But I had people running in front of my car, stopping me in the middle of the road, hey, what saying, is that? what is this car? Yeah. And they were just fun. and it is a really how many of them did you, did you stop for? Uh, all of them, yeah, <laughs> all of them. Uh, and I did explain to them that it was the the Polestar sister company of Volvo and the, the whole thing, and uh, really I think set the standard with the style. It's a pretty stylish car as yeah. well inside, really like nice but appointments, but not outlandish. This is no. where I think Polestar's got it right. Yeah, the Tesla can be jarring in design, even or, the Kia or is minimal, minimal design. The Kia yeah. is. Absolutely jarring. It's it's a very bold-looking design, wow. and both the keys. It was the same with Hyundai's. Yeah. Even the Mercedes that you drive is a very different look to all the other Mercedes. Yes. Whereas I reckon the Polestar yeah. just looks like any other car and on the road. I've noticed too. I noticed that uh, a lot of Uber drivers drive a Polestar. Yeah, well, because Splend yeah. have a lot of them. Ah. Check the number plate. SPL yeah. is Splend. It's of course. The, but I ask them, why did you choose this over a Model 3? Yeah. And they say, because it's not a Model 3. Yeah. So they're saying it because it's different. It looks different. Why did it I looks, wait so yeah. long to buy an electric car? Because yeah. I didn't want to own a Tesla. Yeah, really. Well, and nothing against Tesla. Good luck to them. Oh no, lots of there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of people who, <laughs> and look, there's a lot on the road. There's every third car is a Model Three or yeah. a Model Y, and, yeah. I, and I think these are owners. They thought, well, I don't want the same as everyone else. I want something different, yeah, just yeah. like you did, and Absolutely. just like I did. Yeah. So for for a bit of uh, you know perspective and, and and a look forward here, we have Kia. Polestar, the MG, uh, there's a Mazda we want to drive, the BYD, we have Volvo, we have the both BYDs, um, we've got the the next level of the Kia EV9, we've got the Fiat 500, we've got the BMW, we've got Hyundai, yep. the EV6 from Kia, the Nero from Kia, the, another Hyundai, wow. Genesis you've driven, Mercedes-Benz, we've got... A lot of electric cars to get through. Fantastic, um, and we, well, I look forward to driving them all because it's kind of fun to go from yeah. bunny hop from one to the other. Absolutely, yeah, and, and, uh, and feel if there's things you want to know about them. Obviously, not specific cars, but yeah. if there's things that you think as a listener that the market doesn't answer, is the question that doesn't get answered. Yeah. Tell us what it is, and we'd love to well, make that one of the well, questions we answer for you every why don't week. Why we sort of talk about uh, the, the the main things people look at mm. is range, price, mm. price, price, range. Yep. Zero to one hundred. Reckon people that no, that's I important. Couldn't, I will never talk about it. Really? Don't think the, anyone cares. Don't think that's a consideration. It's only good for YouTube views. No, but but it, it is also though sets the price of the car. If your car can go zero to one hundred in two point five seconds, that's an expensive car. Why would you? Who's buying a car based on its acceleration time? I don't know. Maybe. No one. Maybe. No one is. Well, I think some people do. And the fact it's an electric car that can actually supply that kind of performance. Wild. It's not in the top are, five well, considerations. I'd love to hear from the listeners if that's a consideration. Price range. What else? Yeah, price range, uh, brand. And I'm writing it down. Color. <laughs> well, color, color options maybe. <laughs> uh, also the tech inside. Yeah. CarPlay, Android Auto. Yeah, Tesla doesn't have CarPlay, as no. I've discovered for five years. Didn't, yeah, didn't have it. He's finally discovered CarPlay. Polestar is Polestar is CarPlay new to Polestar? That's no, pretty no, it's new. always had it. Has but it Google, had it? it's it's a Google based operating yes. system. The whole car, but it's always had CarPlay. And so that's why it doesn't have Android Auto because the system's Android anyway. Correct. Yeah. It's got CarPlay, and then there's the the car. Well, hang on. What happens if you plug an Android phone in? 
it'll just go to the normal operating system, I'd imagine. I think it yeah. might come up with Android. I'll have to do it. I'll have to plug in a Google. Well, we'll have to plug in. in. If, only, if only there was one we could we could plug in soon. <laughs> well, that's uh, honestly, I think price range and and uh, essentially tech inside and how yeah. big it is and that yep. kind of stuff. Yep. Here, here's one I'll put on the list: frunk or no frunk, because it's <laughs> fascinating to me and it is Tesla's best feature. Yeah. That they have storage at the heart of everything they design. I call like, I call that the pizza the pizza boot. There's no. Tesla do it better than anyone. There's yeah. no other car on the market that yeah. puts as much effort into giving you space back. Correct. Mate, when you open yeah. the front of the EV9, yeah. I don't think you fit a pizza in there. All right. But there's a dedicated space. It's basically right. for your cables. Right. Yeah? Mercedes, don't even let you open the can't thing. They, Cooper, can't open my can't see under it. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's wild to me that yeah. Tesla was able to build something and everyone else hadn't copied that. Yeah, I think, well, Tesla sort of, they, they really, there was a fascination around the brand because they were the first. They were one of the first. Yeah, right? no, but they I'm were, just talking were, about the storage. I'm yeah. just talking about why. Oh, yeah. That, that front wasn't... trunk. And, and it's funny, you know, whenever I had the Model S and I'd pick up the pizza on a Saturday night and people see me pop the bonnet and put my pizza in, they go, yeah. they're thinking, what's what this happened? guy doing? Yeah. <laughs> you strange cat. Yeah, what is He's he keeping doing? it warm on the engine. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what someone asked me. Yeah, right. Because is the engine going to keep it warm? I said, what engine? It's an electric yeah. car. All right, two blokes talking electric cars. We'll be back again next week and we'll have more to talk about. Stephen, I'll see you then. Take care. This is Two Blokes Talking Electric Cars with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec, the EV Podcast.